1: Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session.
0: Alright, hi everybody from Fright School This Hello. is this is Joe and Joshua And we are at a field trip to
1: see A Cure for Wellness Gore Verbinski's A Cure for Wellness Yeah, I'm so excited uh, I'm curious to see how it unfolds We've been talking about this for months So I'm glad to finally freaking see it <laughs> I know, we're this is the first of our double feature today So we're very
0: excited Yeah, And um, the next time you hear our voices We'll be in the studio talking about the
1: episode Alright, Cure for Wellness Sir. Yay, we're back from another fun field trip with the Fright Schoolers. Fright School tr- field trips. <laughs> this time we saw a Cure for Wellness, as you just heard us uh, babbling in the theater. <laughs> yes.
0: I, I love it because I think people are like, what are they talking about?
1: Probably. What are those weird guys doing? What is, why are they uh, so close? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they must be gay homosexuals. Maybe. Maybe that is what they're thinking. Um, speaking uh, of which. Or they uh, just know that we're doing a f- podcast. <laughs> yes, or you just know it. Pretty soon, that's everybody at the theater is going to be having their own. They're going to be like, oh, Fright School's here.
0: Right. We're going to be on the show in the background. <laughs> um, speaking of gay homosexuals, shout out to Johnny who joined
1: us. That's right. Johnny came. The Sam Squanch was there. No, he wasn't. That's right. I no, forgot. he was not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He did. He ditched us this time.
0: Yeah, he done ditched us. That's right. He done but already had Donnie his
1: was <laughs> It was fun. So, yeah, let's just dive right in. We'll talk a little bit about The Cure for Wellness. If you haven't seen it, go see it or don't listen to this because we're going to tell you all kinds of stuff. Exactly. And that's your fault. Too bad. Yeah. So, Gore Verbinski, who did uh, The Ring, which is a masterpiece, a modern American masterpiece. My Um, first (laughs) horror film I ever saw in a theater. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, the Ringu, you know, is... uh, the original but anyways still he did a very good job adapting it and you so i had high expectations for a cure for wellness and uh to say the least they were not met <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like and <laughs> i i didn't know what to expect yeah. i
0: actually um i had to google goverbinsky because i only knew that he did uh the pirates of the caribbean oh, okay and um, uh, yeah and i was like oh okay and then yeah, that's kind of what like the last fifteen minutes of the film I thought was very Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just went, it totally was a different movie. Yeah, there were like th- two or three different films that we were watching. Yeah, and like the opening got me. Like all uh, the the opening um, credit like, before the title, the title mm-hmm. card got me. I yeah. was like, okay, I'm hooked. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And then that was like, you know, nothing. <laughs> that was the MacGuffin. And then right. It had
1: nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it needed a good 20 minutes cut out of it. Um, 146, 146 minutes is far too many. Yeah, it needed to be shortened. Uh, we need a good, I'd say, 90 minutes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they, could, they could have told that story. Uh, it was beautiful. Like, I mean, that's what I think he's really good at. The colors were great because they reminded me of the ring. It was sort of dark and rainy and blue. Everything's got that blue-green kind of tint to it. Um, Gore's really into water. Yes, you know. he is, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, um, which is interesting because the ring is, all you know, sort of about a well and, you know, the water and everything in there. And then this is a lot about water. And then the Pirates of the Caribbean, I is all they the water. all on water. Yes. Uh, I've not seen those movies. What else has he done? So he's Uh, done,
0: yeah, lots of water, lots of um, underwater bulls. I I think he did uh, a bunch of
1: music videos for people as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, no effects, vicious rumors, bad religion, uh, the crystal method. So he's done a bunch of movies. Did uh, he direct Waterworld? I don't think so. (laughs) His first movie was Mouse Hunt in 97. Then he did the Mexican. You know. He did... Oh, he
0: did the Mexican?
1: Yeah. Oh, and we they, have him to blame for yeah, that. the then. Lone Ranger. So, yeah, interesting. The Mexican.
0: Wow. Yeah. No that, water in the Mexican. No. No water in the Lone Ranger
1: either. I guess it's either water or deserts. Right. So who knows? He's uh I don't. It was just interesting because you know, like I said, the water. You know, it rains like throughout all of the ring, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously the well and everything. So I was just sort of like, well, hmm, he's got a kind of a thing for water. Uh, that's okay. I do too. Uh, I like movies where it's rainy and dark. Yes, and generally, I like life when it's rainy and dark.
0: You said that um, <laughs> you said that you
1: you would like you would purchase this and like put this on on a rainy day, right? oh yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, I would love to watch it on a rainy day, actually, you know the the film itself was sort of like a moving painting. I think if I could like edit it into like a like a moving wallpaper on the t v like yes. I would just let it run,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you there know? were a lot of really good like like, oh, this is a really nice, this is a nice picture. This yeah. is a nice, like, this is a nice shot right here. Mm-hmm. This is a nice
1: shot. Beautiful, beautiful imagery. Mm-hmm. Creepy imagery. Reminded me a lot of, like, H.R. Giger or um, other surrealist kinds of things. What's the guy? Um, oh, shoot. We were, we're talking about The Cell, the uh, Swedish artist or whatever. That's not, a, that's that's H.R. Giger. The, the Cell,
0: that's um, Jennifer uh, L- yeah, Jennifer Trilope's Lopez movie, and, yeah,
1: but okay. um, I'm trying to remember, there's a an artist in it that was uh, very influential, yeah, so <laughs> um, I'm trying to find, oh, Odd Nerdrum, oh, Odd Nerdrum. Odd Nerdrum. Yeah, uh, it reminded me a lot of that, too, uh, those the, the sorts of... Um, the shots, you know, like all the bodies floating, or just yeah. the weird images, remind me a lot of that guy's work. Odd Nerdrum. That is a. There is a
0: poem by Buddy Wakefield about Odd Nerdrum. Oh, uh-huh. there should be. He's very strange. Yeah, he is very strange. He he did a self portrait of him, like masturbating.
1: That makes total sense. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Cure for Wellness. Yeah, Cure for Wellness. So overall, you know, yeah, the story, boo, um, in the end. Like, it started off really good. Like, yeah. you know, like a lot of horror. Or I don't even know if this... You know, I guess I probably in the end wouldn't even consider this a horror film. You know, it had the elements... thriller? Right. It had the elements to be something more horrifying than what it was. And they get set up a lot. But I think in the end, it was kind of, you know, they let it, let us down.
0: Yeah, it was definitely like an overinflated balloon. Like, it just... yeah. It it Overflated had a lot of water balloons uh-huh. with eels swimming in it. Oh, my God. The eels, I didn't think eels would creep me out. But you know what? I did want unagi
1: afterwards. So, <laughs> you know, a little eel sauce. Little... There you go. There was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't find them all that creepy either. But you know, I guess if you're in a tank with, you know, 200 of them, that could mm-hmm. be a little maybe a little much. A little, yes, too, too many. Eels.
0: Um if it's being filtered through your body, mm. if they're being filtered through your body then that's also a little much. A little much. Uh, <laughs> which like so one thing that one thing that really bothered me and I and if anyone out there has the answer, I really love to hear it. Um something that really bothered me was uh the fact that like when um, Lockhart walks into the room, Lockhart is Dane DeHaan's character. Uh, he walks into the room with all the bodies and the tanks, mm-hmm. but like the aqua
1: lungs, the aqua lungs. Lo- see, are those aqua lungs? Like, oh wait, I'm sorry. Which, what are you talking about? The room where they were all just floating there. Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind. But like, they those look, aren't aqua
0: So they look like they look like they are like being preserved, right? But. Like, how are they breathing? And then it happens to him later, and then I guess, you know, no one, they're in, like, a catatonic state or what have you. So, you know, they don't, they're in some sort of catatonic state, so they can't see, but they're not breathing. That bothered me. It's just like, okay, well, how are you keeping them alive? Because later on, we see um, Pembroke, the older gentleman he's supposed to bring back. Um, We see Pembroke, and he's, like, you know, Alive and well after having been in this tank or whatever. Yeah. So that that was just never fully explained to me. So I... I
1: no, I, it didn't make any sense to me either. Yeah. Like how so are you gonna, plot hole for how sure. How are you going to drown people and then bring them back to life? You know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that there's, like, science behind, like, freezing people, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we can do surgery, like, on aneurysms if we, like, kind of, if we cool people off till they're, they're basically dead. You know, they're frozen. And you have time to get in, clear the you know, whatever it is. And then you can bring people back to life, warm them back up. Um, I think it's like a 25% chance of surviving. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's like if they had tried to, um, give us some like scientific basis for that, you know what I mean? For like, yeah. here's what... Here's like... Okay, so like in... The, there's a movie called The Abyss. I don't think... I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've heard of
0: it, but I've not seen it. Okay.
1: No. So it's a movie about like these underwater aliens, like the, the you know, and the um these, like team of scientists who find them. And it's this whole thing where the aliens are like trying to warn us that we're going to poison the world and, you know, whatnot. Uh, anyways, but there's this whole like science thing where they create this um, like amniotic fluid, basically. And they fill up their... um Whatever you call them, like what are those suits like that? Um, like they're diving suits. Di- yeah, diving suits. Mm-hmm. They fill it up and then they're able to breathe underwater because it's like amniotic fluid. Oh, okay. So it's like, well, if they had created something like that in it, you know, because even if that's bad science, even if that's not like possible to do, whatever, fine. Yeah. But at least within the context of the film, because for me with science fiction, I have a real hard time with stuff where it's like, oh, well, this is just happening because it's happening. Like, yeah. oh, it's just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, I kind of need you to like at least give me some fake. <laughs> science yeah exactly. you know to, to, to fill in you know so their whole thing about explaining like oh yeah we can breathe underwater because you know it's like we're in the womb again and we've created this sort of you know chemical that will allow you to breathe cool that's fine with me I will yeah. buy into that for your film exactly so but this we're one supposed didn't to
0: happen. spend disbelief anyway yeah
1: exactly but but I you know but I still need to be able to believe in inside the world exactly you know?
0: like it was it was a great like they could have it could have been one of those things where it's like this is just a sight gag for for, um, not a gag, but, like, you know, it's a sight thing just for, like, the trailer, and then we ne- we don't include it in the film. Yeah. Like, it was completely unnecessary, and you didn't actually really need yeah. to... Yeah, there was no explanation. Yeah, there was no explanation yeah. of it. And then, as, especially, like, later on when he... When, after they um, pick him up from uh, the police station, and then he's, like, a part of it, um, yeah, there really is no need to have him there, to... to, to to do the to return to that hold like, on we're a little using little a lot query. of hymns and he's oh I'm sorry uh him it. uh being Lockhart uh when when the um the people from the sanitarium come to pick him to pick okay, Lockhart up right. from the uh yeah, Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan's yeah. character, yeah. Yeah, the main character. Yeah. Which is like under the like they all think
1: is paranoid.
0: Exactly. And it was just every time it's like, you know, you're a patient. I'm like, I'm not your patient. I'm not so like, you know, that was nice. Yeah. Um I did uh I was uh messaging with um our list our ultra fan listener David. <laughs> um and I'm and I was telling him uh, about the sh- the movie and I'm like yeah it's all right I mean you know if you want to stare at Dane DeHaan's bulge for an hour as he like walks around with on crutches then yeah then maybe you can you know pay five
1: dollars for a matinee or something <laughs> but yeah I really don't recommend paying to see it I, you know yeah it was it was fun it was it was pretty it was very very pretty to look at yeah. I will say and again, It'll be on Netflix streaming somewhere soon yeah, enough. Yeah, so. exactly. I would just stream it. I would not. Uh, I would not pay for it. So sorry, Gore. You know, I mean, it should have been. It should have been better. It had a lot of like opportunity to be really good, and yeah. I think they just kind of failed it. And then in the end, it kind of had like a very blah sort of. You know, I don't, it was just anticlimactic in a way. Yeah. You know, and obvious. I feel like the ending was a little obvious because there was so much like um, foreshadowing to it. Yeah. So Heavy Handed for- foreshadowing. Yeah. A lot of, I'm like, oh, okay,
0: well, either you're completely <laughs> going to mislead us or you're spelling out what the last 45 minutes of the film is going to be. Yeah. Um, I think the only truly, the only two truly horrifying moments for me um, was, uh, you know, I don't trust any dentist with a German accent.
1: Oh God, yeah, the (laughs) the dental dentist scene.
0: That was just, you know that that was unnecessary, Um, and oh, it was (laughs) just oh, we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about signs of the lambs later too. So that just creeps me out. Um, (laughs) But yeah so like anything with a dentist i'm just thinking like oh god like marathon man like it's mm. it safe it's it safe and then um and so that was one and then two when jason isaac's character who's the baron who's dr volmer the um dr volmer the head of the of the sanitarium who we later find out is the baron who is like 400 years old with no face um <laughs> Yeah, I, see, it <laughs> sounds ridiculous as I describe it. Um, yeah, when he has uh, when he has um, Lockhart, Dane DeHaan's character, trapped in the Aqualung, lung um, or the iron lung or whatever it's called, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's taking that tube and basically like shoving it down his throat, and you can like see it in his throat, and then releasing the eels and the you know the close up on. Uh, Lockhart's eyes just like completely Like oh guess I'm Done this is this is happening And there's no way we can stop It it's it's like it was like In human centipede when you realize that She's eating shit like it's yeah. just completely Futile to fe- and Helpless and those were the two probably Most horrifying parts about it
1: For me Yeah no absolutely it was yeah Yeah that, those were probably the, yeah, the Worst of it you know, I mean, there, it wasn't really scary otherwise. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure what the point of it was. Like it was supposed to be scary. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. As we talk about it, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad that Gore Verbinski is back. Um, I would love, everyone's talking about who's going to direct uh, the new Aquaman. I don't know if they've picked a director if they have a director yet just because since a lot of it takes place underwater so aquaman or even the a- live
1: action little mermaid yeah gore, gore should be all over it gore know? should be all over that <laughs> flotsam uh, and jetsam uh, yeah right flotsam <laughs> and jetsam the whole time you're right there you go that was a clue the little uh the eel doors or whatever yeah whatever we're it's gonna look like such geniuses
0: when it's announced that gore is gonna direct the live action little mermaid right.
1: that'll be wonderful All right. Well, yay, another field trip. Yay, another one. Uh, And we're going to discuss some more field trips. So we'll talk to you in a little while. Yeah, stick around. Welcome back to Fright
0: School Hey, Fright Schoolers So here we are again at a lovely field trip We are here at the movie theaters Getting ready to see uh, Get
1: Out, Jordan Peele's new film Get Out Yep, so excited to finally see this movie And to uh, see if it uh, Lives up to all its hype I'm sure it will what do you think? I think I don't know.
0: I think you will. You you said that there was a nice.
1: It was a hundred percent rare, hundred percent on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's got great reviews, so I'm excited, and I th- I, I think it's it's uh, gonna uh, spark some really good conversation. Yeah, I think it will too. All right. Well, next time you hear us, we are going to be
0: in the studio talking about it. Um, the theater is a large one, and it's filling up quickly, so we'll get off this before people think we're weird. <laughs> we are weird. Bye. First, before we actually get into it, I want to talk a little bit about how, for the first time in a few years, um, Joshua Napier sat in a theater filled with more than 10 people. Oh,
1: Oh, man, that's true. And you know what it does? It brings out the worst to me because I just, like, I just, I don't have a lot of patience for stupid people. (laughs) And unfortunately, there's just a lot of them. Yeah, no, because we have been going for, I mean, years now. We have been going at, like, Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Whatever the first showing is. Yeah, we've been doing that for years because it's cheap. It's quiet. You know, there's usually only a few other people. You Everybody has the road to themselves. That's how a movie should be seen, you yes. know? <laughs> but, yeah, we went. It was so late in the day. And, there were like, the theater was packed. And I just don't get it. Like, people are just, you know, up and down and up and down and up. It's like, you use the... Fucking bathroom before you sit down. Oh my god! Get your damn coke <laughs> and your popcorn and your candy and all your bullshit before there before were like, the movie starts. It happened like five times. It happened so many times. Five times I was, people get, I got was over it,
0: <laughs> and we were at the end of the row. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was like, "It's like Josh. Was like, I'm going to trip these people. Yeah, I'm going to trip these people. <laughs> they better be ready.
1: Um, I'm going to trip them, <laughs> well, especially because it's the same fucking people too. Like it was that one group right next to us. Like up and down and up and." down like the same guy went by like three times uh, and then he had f- socks and flip-flops on. I was not there for it <laughs> he had like
0: what could only be described as like a uh, prison issue shower sh- shower, yeah, shower sandals I don't know what the hell with was white going socks on, on. It was awful <laughs> I was but like yeah. did you just roll out of bed or yeah. <sighs> it was I, I, I so you know again context so we saw uh, we saw a cure for wellness at like 12 30 and then it was you know forever (laughs) it took a long time and then after that we saw uh, we had dinner and then we saw get out at like almost five o'clock like quarter to five and this was opening weekend on a sunday of you know so like still opening weekend crowds and i love an opening weekend like for any movie i usually try to see um, I have a buddy that I always go to see, like, the latest superhero movie with, and mm-hmm. we always try to go at least the first opening weekend or the week after. Yeah. And I like it because it helps. It enhances my experience of the film, especially because, you know, like, these are the re- these are like the hardcore fans that are trying to see it. And they 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 don't want they were trying to get to it before spoilers. Maybe they are people with blogs or podcasts that are right. going to talk about it later. And I had no idea what to expect because I'd never been to, like, a a horror film opening weekend. I didn't even know that crowds like that kind of happened. Now, the theater wasn't packed. It wasn't like we were watching Rogue One or any Star Wars film over opening weekend. But it was, like, enough. It was pretty... Filled. It was it was pretty filled like it there, was it was um pretty filled for like a Sunday like early evening yeah and I will I say thought it was pretty <laughs> packed I will say that every I just started cracking up after every person like would pass by after it happened like the third fourth and fifth times I just it. It was. It became like, oh my god, Josh was gonna like news it. (laughs) He's gonna like. I was like, is he really
1: gonna trip someone? Well, because you know you're trying to watch the damn movie, up and down, up and down, up and down. It's just so stupid. It's like
0: you're. Why? Why would you get up like in the middle of the movie to go? Yeah, that's the other thing that drives me
1: nuts. I'm like, yeah, because I never do. Like I'll sit there and hold it because it's like I'm engrossed in the movie. You forget about it. So I don't know. Maybe some people don't have the excellent uh, control that I do. You know what Hitchcock (laughs) Hitchcock said that you know movies should not be longer
0: than the, what the human bladder can withstand i agree and i agree and that with movie that. was not it and was that fine. it definitely was not especially if yeah. like if you needed to pee right when like the credits opening credits started you would have been fine unless you like you know you know you messed yourself during a jump scare which right. there were only two of so you would have been fine but um you know and hitchcock mm. that's a good segue into talking about get out
1: yeah well i will say this though um because it had been so long, like I had kind of forgotten. It is it, it is fun to see, like especially horror with a big group of people because it's just fun to see people's reactions, you know? So definitely there was a lot of like people yelling or like, you know, like re- really reacting to the movie, you yeah. know, talking back to it and that's right. And, you know, <laughs> it was that, like, run, run, yeah. you know, I mean, people were really <laughs> like, run, get out. Talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like talking to the, you know, and you kind of forget. So, like, we'll joke sometimes, you know, just, like, to ourselves, especially if I'm really stupid or, you know, just something like, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. But, like, it's it's fun when people are, like, actively, like, engaging with the screen. Like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't go in there. Don't go it's, in there. It reminds me of, um, what's it, Scary Movie 2 or whatever, where Brenda's in, yeah. but it's Shakespeare in love, but she's, yes. like, talking to it. Like like people openly like talk to the to the the movie. It cracks me up.
0: Where like I, just my favorite part of all that is Brenda's like,
1: "I got you. You want camera? You want candy camera? Now I got you. Yeah,
0: um, so good. But um, anyways, but yeah. So uh, Get Out is directed and written by the hilarious Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Peele is the husband of Chelsea Peretti. But you may know him as the T V husband of Keegan Michael Key. Oh <laughs> on, right. On a uh, Key and Peel. Yes. And um, it was it was really good. And I yeah. and I've and
1: I've I and i i want to see
0: it again. I definitely wanna see it again. I've never said that about any horror film. Um, and what are you doing to me, Joshua? Uh, Was it
1: Well, and I would also say it wasn't really a horror film either. Psychological thriller. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. it had its moments. There. I mean, well, I guess, you know, again, it's that loose definition of horror. The things that happen in the movie are horrifying. Yes. You know, so again, it's kind of gothic in that sort of way, where, like, horror doesn't always have to be gory and gross and full of, like, lots of jump scares. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I guess I would say it's a horror film in that sense, but it's not something that's going to um, give you, like, horrible nightmares probably you know unless you're a white racist person then maybe it should <laughs>
0: yes um yeah it was uh it was very I thought it was very good um the lead actor who plays Chris um I don't know what his name is oh jeez hold on we're, we're having our imaginary intern look it up right oh um, yeah Daniel Daniel Kalua oh yes Daniel Kalua. he was on um he was on a uh, Black Mirror for season one in, yeah. in uh, one of the uh, one of 15 the episodes. Million merits, yes. Um, and he he is so fine. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, you are just the cutest. <laughs> you are just the cutest, sir. Um, and then I did not know that that was um, um, Allison Williams. Is, mm-hmm. that, is From that right? Girls. From Girls uh, Brian Williams' daughter uh, Most recent Peter Pan In a live action TV In an NBC live action musical Yeah um, I did not know that that was her um, And then Bradley Whitford As uh, Mr. Armitage Or Dr. Uh, yep. Dean Armitage Dean Armitage and then you have um, Catherine Keener. Yeah, it was cool who, to see her. Yeah, it was very. I'm like, oh, we need, we need to do more. She needs to do more. We need to she give does. her more work to do. I agree. And then Caleb Landry Jones, which was like, you know, can we talk about that mustache? <laughs> um,
1: he just looked like a pedophile.
0: Yeah, he he really did. I was like, are you? You're serving me like, you're serving me like a combination of like pedophilia, bro, hipster. Like, you know, if he had like glasses that look like um, Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, like it would have just completed the outfit. Yeah.
1: Um, and also, Which, like, oh, go ahead. No, I was just, I loved him in Byzantium, so I like forget, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I forget about like, that role like seeing him in this one it was so different yeah you know uh anyway sorry or banshee actually in yeah. x-men and yeah he, he was a good banshee in x-men it's just like his voice like
0: the 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 dialect the accent that he was using was like none of the other family members have it so like where are you getting like this kind of like yo whoa whoa bah, boo you know like yeah kind of like affected jersey i i it was it was weird like that that choice was weird mm-hmm. for me yeah
1: well, they're a family of psychopaths, so you know exactly. <laughs>
0: um, let them let them do what they want. So um, <laughs> let's let's get into the let's get into the film. Um, what what did you as as someone who you know is the aficionado, the horror sherpa, if you will, <laughs> how do you feel um, this film st- stacks up against? Um,
1: how do you think this film uh, stacked up? Uh, I thought it was really great. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. they did a really good job. I think it subverted a lot of, like, uh, typical horror tropes. You know, they mm-hmm. were playing with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of different... You know, it's, it's interesting because I never really would have thought Jordan Peele, like, when I first heard about it. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, like, how big of a fan of horror he is or, like, how how his, like, particular art form of comedy would translate in this, in, in this genre. Um, but that's... I mean... It, 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 it was like darkly humorous, which I also really liked about it. And there was a lot of like laugh out loud <laughs> moments where you're like, Oh my God, this movie is fucked up and yes. funny and very disturbing. Uh, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, um, I would like to watch it again as well. Um, Particularly after reading like different, you know, analyses of it. And, you know, d- you know, especially some of my friends coming out and talking about it, you know, it, it's very cool. Cause it's like widely, you know, getting like massive critical and commercial acclaim. So, you know, I'm just always happy to see a horror film do well, <laughs> yeah. especially one that sort of redefines it in such, you know, uh, um, in such a powerful way.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely played off of the, um, definitely played off of like, you know when we're talking about like our podcast and then our first episode about you know this cultural anxiety and all mm-hmm. of that like it I mean it was highly highly magnified in that I think I read somewhere and I think it's actually in the article that <laughs> the BuzzFeed article that I want to talk about a little bit later but oh, yeah um, I think I read that uh, Jordan Peele actually started came up with the concept and started writing it after Obama was elected you know to. To talk about like the quote unquote like post-racial society that we found ourselves in after having elected um, the first and hopefully not or you know not last black president um, of the United States, and I thought it dealt it dealt with that very well. It was just like you're talking about these. Um, it, it it was very much like I would show this to a group of people who had no idea what microaggressions are. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Like, let's hear, let's, let's, I'll I'll show this clip. And this is a, you know, an example of a microaggression. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or like, um, um, uh, micro, macro, like it was very, very, very well thought out. Um, yeah. and, and it was just like the, I think one of the, the most, one of the, mo- <laughs> the most, uh, um, horrifying moment, not maybe horrifying, but definitely like a moment where, You, you had like he fooled us was at the very, very end. um, Again, spoiler alert like, you shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen it. uh, So it's your own damn fault. Um, (laughs) But at the very end, when he, um, the police sirens, and you can hear like the, you can see it. And then he just, the first thing he does is just hands up. Like, he's just got his hands up because he is a black man in a white, you know, predominantly white suburb. Yeah. Covered in the blood of his of his <coughs> white girlfriend, like right. lying there, and then you know it ends up being his friend Raj. <laughs> Raj, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh and I was just thinking, ah, oh, damn it! Like this is going to be one of those. I was already settling in, like this is going to be one of those horror films that doesn't end well for the main character,
1: and yeah. he's going to go off. To no, I, I, you know, I don't think it would have been. It would have worked as well if not because that's the whole the point of what it's it's subverting that. Yeah. you know, it's. You, you, Yeah, it wouldn't have worked as well if he had died or if something bad would have happened to him. I I think that was kind of the point of it, you know. And the the point was to get to that final joke anyways. Like, you know, I told you not to go out with her. Yeah. (laughs) I told you not to go to this white people house. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know, so it's kind of, it's really funny how it, you know, all comes around. And I like a lot of the analysis of it, looking at it from the the perspective that, you know, this family... and all these people in the in the movie are not like redneck neo-nazi "quote unquote alt right republic like the, you know their their racism is not that yeah. It's hard to explain. They're like inclusionary racists. Yes. You know? Yes, yes. So it's like, oh, yeah, black people are cool, and, you know, we want to hang out. And, uh, you know, the father tries to, like, use slang, and he, he brings up all his black friends and all, all the, like, yeah. accomplishments of, like, you know black people and yeah. like the, they're constantly are focusing on his blackness while trying to like yeah. make him feel comfortable, even though obviously their motives underneath yeah. are, you know, but even the, even then, even what, it, even what they're trying to do is they're trying to say you're better than us. So we want to take your bodies and, yeah. and, <laughs> and enslave you differently. Yeah. Like here's a different, <laughs> so like, it's really oh disturbing, like, you know, but it's a look at that, at, at liberal, like racism and, and the way that it's like, you know, this inclusion, you know, it's like,
0: it, it, it's almost, it is almost fetish, fetish, a fetish, uh, God, I'm going to sound like RuPaul doesn't know how to say anything. A fetish, uh, fetishizing Mm -hmm. the, the black body. Fetishization. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Michelle. (laughs) Right. Um, that of the black body and, um, a great point because you know what, when a lot of like critical racial studies, a lot of, a lot of that talks about black bodies and yeah. white gays, black bodies, like white right. gays, G A Z E, not yeah, yeah, yeah. homosexuals, but like white gays, well, black bodies. Well, <laughs> yes, you know, well, we, yeah. that's a whole nother show. I yeah. think <laughs> um, white gays, black bodies where it's like, it's you're they are commenting and on the black body, in the sense that uh from their perspective and from their gaze and it was interesting cuz every it, i just like everyone kept talking about like how about ath- about how athletic he looked and how like strong a frame and like how he looked like he could just do all these things and it was like oh man like you something is going on like yeah. before we even figured that out something was going on um i and then i was just and then when it started to become a parent, like, oh, yep, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be enslaved. The The most horrifying part of all of that was the fact that they would be, it's like, you'll be there, you'll be in there, but you just won't have any control. Like right. <laughs> you'll just be in there in the sunken place, yeah. just like grasping for the light for yeah. the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. The dissociation. Oh my gosh. So um, let me ask you this as mm-hmm. a Um, as a person who is a mental health professional or is and is in, you know, working towards, Mm -hmm. working towards having some sort of practice, how did you feel about the representations of like dissociation with the sunken place and then also like that, the hypnotism and all of that? I mean, yes, it's magnified and and overly Mm -hmm. exaggerated. um, It's control and effects for, uh, for, um, what's it called? For, for, Dramatic. For dramatic effect. Yeah. But like how do you like do you think that's um it was a commentary on like mm-hmm. this this kind of commentary on how like um quote unquote black people do not like talk about their problems with professionals or something like that. I, that's kind of where I was going uh, with it.
1: I, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know if it was meant to, to be that sort of comment. Cause where I, where I work, I see a lot of people of color across the spectrum mm-hmm. uh, who come in, you know? So I don't know if it was trying to comment on whether or not, you know, black people, pursue mental health um okay (laughs) you know um more so at least not any more than like men men don't pursue mental health Mm -hmm. you know solutions or or medical solutions in general you know it's why we die quicker because we're not very good with preventative care you know unless our arm is like hanging off then we don't really see a problem (laughs) so i'm not sure if it was trying to comment on that um as for everything else you know i mean i've read lots of different um experiences of dissociation of people who say, you know, they have experiences where they feel away from themselves. And some of them do kind of explain it like that, where they feel like they've just sunk down somewhere and they, you know, or they've left their body and like almost Mm -hmm. like astral projection, you know, leave themselves. Uh, some people it's just, you know, a part of their body. Like suddenly my hand is, it's not my hand. It's something else, you know, even Mm -hmm. though it's there and I can see it attached to my body, but I've dissociated from it. Uh, so, you know, I I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about like hypnosis, you know, I've never experienced Mm -hmm. it. I think I would, I would like to, I guess maybe get somebody to try to hypnotize me and then maybe I would have more (laughs) to say on it, you know, Uh and I've never seen it like that, you know, I I don't know anybody who does hypnotherapy. I have been hypnotized. Have you? Mm -hmm. And you feel like you actually were hypnotized? I feel
0: what felt like five minutes was actually fifteen. Like mm-hmm. it was also one of the most restful. Like I was, I was completely. I re, I'm aware of what was happening. I could. I felt like I could hear. I felt like I was cognizant the entire mm-hmm. time. But like t- so much time passed. And who did this? Um, I will not say the name on air. No, you don't have to say the but name. Like, but like, I was, mean, the prof- what kind of? It was um, it was a friend of mine who um, is a hypnotherapist. Is not a not who doesn't practice, but like had had gone um had at one point gone to uh to school like training. to training okay. for it for and and had done it for a, and had practiced for a while but that yeah. at that point had not practiced anything yeah um and we had not been practicing but like still did it as like a kindness or not a kindness like a service for like that sounds like a meeting put down um uh, like a service for uh friends or people and um i actually sent a buddy of mine who was having like major test anxiety mm-hmm. uh, i sent him to the my friend the hypno- hypnotherapist I sent him to him and you know basically helped to clear things um helped a little bit with um with the uh, some fear that i had <laughs> about mm-hmm. uh um about I won't say it on air cuz then I give it life but um it held, you know some anxiety and some fear that I had about it, and then cool. it, it was really interesting uh mm-hmm. the process and I started reading a little bit more about it because I was um I, I occasionally have a uh, trouble turning my mind off so I was reading these techniques cuz you know all it is is just like this power of suggestion and mm-hmm. and it's th- that that's kind of helped me yeah help me uh, get to sleep a little bit quicker.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, well, I think it's also very, it's like meditation. It's yes, like zen, yes, yes. You know, and, and like there, you know, again, like theories of consciousness and that we can sort of, you know, find calmness and, you know. So there were parts of it, like, I mean, the whole tea stirring thing with the spoon, I'm like, I can actually see that being very beneficial. Like if you're in session with somebody and it's like a mindfulness practice, you know, where it's like if you're making this constant kind of noise or like a singing bowl or, yes. you know, or things like that, like like the, the whole spoon with the tea thing, I was like, hmm, that actually probably would work very well in that sense of like, you know, mm-hmm. just focus on this and let's be present here in this moment, mindfulness. Yeah. You know, singing not bowl using for it for sure. To, yeah. To hypnotize people to, you know, take over their brains or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but. You know, so no, I I don't know, I I, I I really don't have a lot of opinions on you know again like I'm not sure what the science quote unquote would be behind that. Just like everything else, in it. like this whole like oh with we're doing stuff without anesthesia and yeah, you know I mean I you know I don't know I've read a lot of anecdotal things you know that mm-hmm. people have been hypnotized and been told like we're gonna cut you you know you on each arm but only this arm is gonna bleed and then that is exactly what happens you know like only one side bleeds because of the the power of suggestion and mind Mm -hmm. over matter and that the body can you know that we're we're deeply suggestible creatures in that sense um Mm -hmm. but again it's anecdotal like i don't have photographs i don't have movies that show these things you know or videos so yeah but uh you know I thought it was a good plot device, yeah well. absolutely, and the imagery of it was great, you know that him floating in like space and just seeing like the like a television screen way mm-hmm. way you know where his you know conscious you know. Uh, view is, like, you know, where the view yeah. is and then being but down, you know, and that, w- that was very scary. Like I was thinking about like, wow, man, what did that happened You know, like, what if that is what it's like? Yeah. You know, what if like, if you're in a coma or something, that's what life is like, you know, cause there are people who've come out of comas. I was like, no, I heard things, you know, that guy that just woke up recently was like, yeah, I spent my whole life. Like I was there. Yeah. I just couldn't do anything like that is terrifying to me. You know, that, that, that yeah. maybe that was like that view. Like he can hear people talking to him and see people interacting yeah. with him, but there's no, that there, he has no ability to do it back. And then one day he just slammed back into his full consciousness. Yeah. It's, it's one of the more, like
0: one of the most horrifying things. Um, and I, I, n- one of the most horrifying things is the idea that you Um, you do not have control of your own body and consciousness. Like that, that to me is one of the most horrifying things. Like anytime, um, and, and, you know, anytime like yeah, someone's yeah. under a spell, like, you know, that's just like a little bit of virtue, but like this, where it's like legit mind control, like Man- Manchurian candidate, I, another consciousness is living inside of you, forcing your body to do yeah. these things, resulting, re- um, like the ultimate, like you said, like the ultimate form of, ins- like the, of, ins- um, enslaving someone, um, is just so, um, so horrifying. And, uh, I thought that they did that very well. Like, you know, they used, again, that is why, that is why we're talking about horror. That's the whole reason why I'm on this journey is because it's the, it takes that idea and that concept and just magnifies it and uses, um, in an artistic way, Ah uh, turns the dial all the way up to a hundred, and it's like, oh yeah, well you know, let's talk about let's talk about how black people feel when they're like paralyzed in in a world that is like always giving them all of these messages, and it's these, right. it's constant, constantly reminding you, yes, of exactly, you know, yeah, constantly living in a trauma that is that is um uh, just like inscribed into the body. Yeah. Um, I wanna I wanna talk about that article. Um, because I thought it was, I, I was like, oh, like, I, I saw myself saying, oh, 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 that's great. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 100%. Um, and it's a BuzzFeed article, yeah. uh, which, you know, our article term loosely, listicle uh, twenty two. Uh, it's twenty two, right? Twenty two
1: secrets hidden and get out. You may have missed by yes. Aaron Check, BuzzFeed staff. Yes. So we, um, Joshua, you have it up. Unconfirmed theories, but fun and creepy to think about.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's 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 do that. Let's do that, and we can talk about what it is that we find. Was there anything in particular? Um, I the. Well, the one thing. That, I mean, there are
1: twenty-two things. I don't think we can uh, go the first
0: that. thing, the first thing where it's like, oh yeah, she think you think she's standing up for the boyfriend.
1: All oh, right, because she's like a white liberal and wants to yeah. defend her black boyfriend, but and really, question police brutality.
0: Exactly, but really, it's I don't want there to be a
1: record that we were together. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I think a lot of the, the theories that they they posit in this are actually prob- are pretty good. I mean, you know, I don't know. You'd, yeah. We could sit down and ask Jordan Peele. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey,
0: Jordan, why don't you, you know, after mm-hmm. listening to this, why don't you tweet at us? Let us know what you think.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like the thing with Georgina spills the iced tea because um, Missy accidentally clinks the spoon against the glass. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and watch the scene again to see if those things are actually tied together. Uh, because I think that's kind of perfect. Like, that's very cool, if, if so, because yeah. that is a very early foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure you know so, like I said again some of this I wish I would have seen this before seeing the movie cuz then maybe I could have looked well then then again I wouldn't have been surprised yeah. cuz I what, like I didn't read anything like that I went into that movie completely yeah. blind
0: I went into that movie blind as well I was like all I heard was just you know rave reviews um that one the one about um explaining uh Walter's exercises oh yeah So when he's like running um it's basically because the grandpa which I completely forgot about um the grandpa uh lost the qualifier the Olympic yeah. qualifier to Jesse Owens. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, like and then and it's like that's also like the moment. <laughs> that's the moment in that man's life when he was like, black people <laughs> black people are better than me. I must be them. Like it's like that that's the um the inception moment where he just the idea yeah, where he decides to spend
1: the rest of his life like looking to neurosurgery. <laughs> exactly. And then, oh, like,
0: oh, well, this is, this is, uh, this is awful. Um,
1: the milk and the fruit loops. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was a stretch, but you like, I'm just not sure. If Jordan Peele sat down and was like, Hmm, let's make a message about like, you know, white and non white with milk and fruit loops. Yeah. I don't it, know. I
0: mean, that's just an odd thing to do. I was like, oh, she's like, Having milked Fruit Loop separately,
1: yeah, but uh, like I don't make films; I have no interest in making films. So, so you know, I mean, sometimes you know, like when you think of like Stanley Kubrick or like other, you know, especially in horror, like well, I'm actually really in all films. There, mm-hmm. there are lots of things that they hide, and you know, filmmakers do you know go and make statements with things that are hidden. So yeah. who knows? Maybe they absolutely did mean for you to pick up some sort of meaning mm-hmm. from the Fruit Loops, but I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then the 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 one th- the last thing that I really liked was. Um, uh, or the the one that I thought was really cool was the um, the symbolism of the of the flash from
1: the camera. Yeah, I had that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you read that one, Joshua? Yeah. So Chris's cell phone camera gives him. His first insight into the mystery of Logan's strange behavior. Cell phone footage has been instrumental in shedding light on police brutality cases in America in recent years. Uh, yeah, I thought that was actually, that probably was sort of intentional by using the cell phones throughout the movie in order to uh, break the, you know, break the hypnosis or, or to um, communicate with the outside yeah, world. exactly What was going on. Like yeah. the fact that like
0: when, when it, when it becomes apparent that, oh yeah, Georgina unplugs the phone and it doesn't have any power mm-hmm. like you know one doesn't have any power that's you know symbolic in and of itself but it's like the phone becomes an important part of how he um of how he gets uh gets out um i thought the black the the buck thing i thought that was might have been a stretch about like calling how like that's a derogatory term for oh, yeah, for yeah, black yeah. people but then that's also how dean gets it in the end yeah 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 With the buck's head and yeah the antler. and then i thought the picking cotton thing was a might have been a little bit of a stretch
1: Oh yeah. in the chair where he stuffs the cotton into his ears to block the hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know. I mean, there could definitely be more meaning. Mm-hmm. I didn't read that deeply into it, but I, you yeah. know, again, like I said, I had to go through it. You know, um, I'll be very interesting to see if this comes out on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever with the director commentary. Yes. Cause absolutely. I would actually really like to hear that. Uh, I love the TV. Like the mind is a terrible thing to waste. The United Negro college fund, uh, slogan (laughs) so that was yeah it's
0: like oh like yeah haha we're being funny
1: yeah there's a lot Um, of yeah a lot of really dark humor in it so you know i recommend getting out there and seeing it uh get out get out and see get out get out and see (laughs) it (laughs) um yeah it was it was a really fun movie it's really good it it definitely um it was it was unlike any other horror film because nothing is like Nothing out there is looking at at race. I think like the way that did. You know, I mean, we talked a little bit in the car on the way there, or back or something about um like black exploitation films of like yeah. the seventies, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot that you can unpack there. You know, in discussing race and especially in terms of like white culture being you know flipped, mm-hmm. you know, and and movies being made by all black casts. Yes, um, but this this movie. Uh, This film, I will dare. Film. Film, uh, Really, um, you know, really kind of, it was just, I just really liked the way that it wasn't like they were a bunch of like Trump-like, races that were like horrified and decide, you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. killing black people for this, like just like white purity. Exactly. It was the, uh, and it was just that, that, that was just such a mind fuck. So yeah.
0: it wasn't like they were going to like hunt him down and gun him down in a maze or something. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't like, it wasn't like, all y'all, bow, 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 like you know, bow mm-hmm. blah it. It yeah. wasn't any of like totally, this, yeah. um, this uh, Southern act. It took place in upstate New York, I think, yep. or you know, someplace, something like that, uh, something like that. Um, and uh, Stephen Root as another blind character, I thought was really interesting because he played, um, which was which was really interesting too because you know he. Um, having the Steven root who plays, um, the guy who eventually buys Chris, Oh yeah, yeah, um, having him be blind, I thought was very interesting. Cause he's yeah. like, I don't care about what you look like. I care about your mind's eye. I care about the fact that you have, there's that talent in you that I want. I want your talent. I want yeah. more. It's more than it's, uh, it transcends the body, my, what yeah. it is that I want from you.
1: Absolutely. Very, very, uh, very disturbing. So there you go. That's our little review of Get Out A+. Go and see it if you haven't, although I don't know why you listen to all of this if you haven't seen it yet. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Later. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.